It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. That would be us, and this would be the recap of the Friday night uh, football action from around the Blue Water area, and it starts with Port Huron High and uh, Port Huron Northern. Uh, But before we uh, get into that, uh, Brady, there were a couple of shockers, I have to say, this week. Some of the games surprised me with the outcomes. BWAC was at, well, I guess technically there was a BWAC upset. Um, if we want to get into technicalities, but um, no, it was a, another fun night of football. And can you believe it's already we're done with week four, basically? I know, I it's it's crazy. But in a six week season, I guess you kind of expect things to move quickly like this because in a nine game season, it moves quickly. If this were a nine game season, the week seven just ended. Right, but doesn't it feel like we'd go? We we were just figuring out how to start this like two <laughs> weeks ago, and now we're closer to the playoffs than we are week one. Yeah, it goes fast. Your four and zero express is still on the rails. Chew, chew. Yeah, no, that was uh, had a little bit of a rocky road, but we we thought that might happen. Um, no, but yeah, a lot of shockers again. If you want to get updates throughout the night, follow us on Twitter g underscore stuck on sports. Not only do we tweet out updates from both games we're at, we retweet scores from around the area. So whether you're an eight-man fan, whether you're a Mac fan, a BWAC, we get you scores as we get them. So that's on uh, Twitter, Facebook. Again, you will let you know when podcasts are up and we go live for games. But for the most part, Twitter is the best place to follow us. And as of, I believe, this episode... We're going to be on not only Apple Podcasts, but on iTunes and on Google Podcasts. Absolutely. So look that's at that. All, that's all set up and ready to We're uh, moving go. up in the world. Uh, and I also want to remind people, too, that at the website, you go up to the information tab, and we've got our schedule there. We've mm. got the scoreboard there, which has standings. all the scores on it. And we have a standings page that covers all the MAC conferences, plus the BWAC, the GTC East, uh, the Catholic League for Cardinal Mooney, uh, and also uh, both North Central Thumb Leagues for eight-man football. That's, I mean, that's your one-stop shop. Absolutely. So, but no, uh, we have, I know you had a very exciting Crosstown showdown. Um, I had a disappointing game from East China, but we'll talk about those on the other side of this. Uh, but it's, a, it's another fun Friday night. The Frells family calls their land greener pasture, and they maintain it with ease on their John Deere 1 Series tractor. The Frells family runs with us, because this is more than just land. It's home. Nothing runs like a deer. Get a 1 Series tractor for just $99 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315. Stop in today to one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall e. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company located at 2975 Lapeer Road or call them at 800-250-7520. 
Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low e-glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in hey Port guys, Huron. Brady being here for TP Logos in Marysville. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium, TP Logos has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery, custom screen printing, and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including things like Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They're open weekdays 8.30 to 4.30 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. You'll get it in days with TP Logos. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And uh, your game of the week, as far as I was concerned, for most people, has got to be the 55th Crosstown Showdown, Port Huron High against Port Huron Northern. Brady, we've been talking about it since the start of the season. Around the area, defense has kind of been the theme for the teams that we cover the closest. Yeah, and even even St. Clair, the team that's, I guess, struggled the most, uh, they have a good defense. Marysville didn't show it tonight has a good defense, and these two teams certainly do, and you saw it in person, and I think you just came out more impressed with both teams. Yeah, uh, Northern was in this game all night long because of their defense, and I claim the Big Reds are 4-0 because of their defense. Big Reds win it by a final score of uh, 20-7. to Let's find out how that happened. Down to 250 to play here in the first quarter. Big Red's going no huddle here, but uh, they're also not really rushing the tempo. They're using some signals from the sideline to get to play in, and then everybody gets set in their position. Receiver to either side here with Collier in the backfield, and Price is going to razzle-dazzle it, and here comes Finney around the edge, and he's wide open for some room down the line. To the 10, to the 5, he's into the end zone for a Big Red touchdown. 27 yards, Niger Finney on the razzle-dazzle as they faked it to Collier. Price ran to the right, and then he pitched it to Finney coming by, and he went the left. And down the far sideline and in, there was a flag after the score, I believe, possibly for excessive celebration. Looks like they're going to go Brown and Finney to the right and bunch Mullins, Andrews, and Collier just to the end of the line at the left. Nope, Finney's going to move into the backfield here, so Brown's by himself off to the right. Price looking to throw, firing for Andrews, and he's got it at about the one-yard line, and it'll be first down and goal to goal for the Big Reds. 
Price is going to keep, though, and there's an opening for him. He's to the goal line. Did he get in? Now the Huskies are saying the ball came out. Now there's a flag on the play. Northern has recovered a fumble at the one-yard line. It looked like Price had an opening to sneak into the end zone, and instead the ball came out. The big red sideline reacted. They thought the ground caused the fumble, and they're going to be penalized here for their reaction. And Northern has gotten a huge stop on defense. I don't know who recovered the fumble, but they recovered it at the one-yard line. No huddle here by the Big Reds, and Price waits for the signal from the sideline. Finney and Brown to the right. Mullins, Andrews, and Collier to the left in that diamond formation. Finney comes around in motion. They're going to give him the ball on the jet sweep. He's going to turn it upfield. Finney, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, to the corner of the end zone. Niger Finney scores again. A 32-yard run for a big red touchdown. Oh, Finney, almost an identical play to the touchdown he scored in the first quarter. This one was five yards longer, but there was nobody when he turned the corner, and there was nobody that can match his speed and catch him. Except maybe Shaka Brown, but they're on the same team. 3.16 to go here in the third. 13-0 Big Reds. Here's the try from Shipkowski, and it's up and it's good. 14-0 for the Big Reds on two Niger Finney touchdown runs tonight on identical jet sweep plays running to the left. Collier tried to jump over the pile instead of power through it. And so now, this is the ball game as far as I'm concerned. Eight minutes to go, 14-0 Big Reds, fourth and goal to go from the Husky one. Collier the back, receiver to either side for Price. He's going to give it to Collier, and he's tackled in the backfield, and he stopped. The Huskies, Billy Falco got through, or Danny Falco, excuse me, got through and he made the stop and the Big Reds will turn it over on downs and the Husky defense for the third time tonight comes up huge. Second down and about three, keeping it on the ground. And Ellenbrook breaks free. Ellenbrook to the 20. It's a foot race. Ellenbrook midfield, 40, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Forget it. Isaac Ellenbrook goes 91 yards for a Husky touchdown. There's the big play that Port Huron Northern has needed from its offense all night. Did he get the snap off in time? Apparently he did. Now there's a flag on the play. The ball is intercepted by Myuri, and he's going to run it back for a big red touchdown with no time left in the game. We did have a flag. Helter-skelter. I can't believe the Huskies got a playoff. There didn't seem to be enough time for them to do anything, and they got up and snapped it quickly, and Blank under pressure fired. It was blocked down at the line of scrimmage. Myuri picked it off, and he ran it back 30 yards for a score, and it is a touchdown, and the game is over. The penalty was against Northern. So Myuri will get credit for a pick six with no time left in the game, and your final score will be the Big Reds 20 and the Huskies 7 in a great football game here tonight at uh, Memorial Stadium. And uh, defense was the uh, word of the uh, night, so that's what I talked to both coaches about after the game, starting with the, the winning side, and here's Ryan Mullen's thoughts. All right, a fist pump at the end of the game. I've been watching you for a long time. 
That's the most emotional I think I've seen you. How bad did you want this win? Well, you know, we wanted it for our seniors. And uh, our seniors really were played tough tonight, really led the way for us. Uh, you know, great game. I give, uh, you know, the Huskies a lot of credit. They really played well, played great defense. And uh, our kids hung in there till the very end, and that's what you got to do in a game like this. And uh, I'm just really proud of our kids. That, that really sums it up. Defense was the story of this one uh, tonight. So I, I think the, it was kind of uh, apropos that Myuri gets the, the pick six on the last play of the, uh, the game. But uh, I wanted to talk about uh, his sack in the beginning of the game. Uh, that was a big hit, and it kind of set the tone for you guys. It definitely did. I mean, right away, the defense set the tone for us, um, you know, gave us great field position. Uh, they did that all night. So, yeah, Joe Maieri, he's just been a tough kid for us. He's a great football player. Um, you know, we had some new faces out there, had some injuries this week. But, uh, you know, overall, our defense is just playing outstanding. Yeah, no Noah Kendall, but uh, that didn't matter. I think Mitchell had three more sacks. Yeah, you know, Ian Mitchell's a good football player. He's a really good football player. And, you know, for a junior stepping in like that, um, obviously he plays a huge role for us as our kicker and punter. But he's a good football player. And, uh you know, we know that, you know, injuries are a part of football and other guys have to be ready. So uh, really proud of how he played and, and played the whole game there. You gave up the one big run to Owenbrook. Do you realize that's the first touchdown your starters have let up this season? Oh, well, I wasn't thinking about that at the time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, that's that's how they played. You know, that's pretty impressive to be in, what, the fourth game and that's their first, you know, uh, yeah, besides the field goal, first points allowed. So, yeah, that's how they played. They played great, and uh, that's, you know, we have a lot of great kids out there. Our coaches have done a great job, you know, to shut them down for, is that in the fourth quarter to the, or whatever it was, you know. Yeah, that's, that was in the fourth. Yeah, you know, that's great football. That's great football, and, uh, you know, we're going to rely on them every week. All right, uh, so how long are you going to enjoy this one before you start thinking about Sterling Heights and winning a Mac Blue Championship outright? Um. You know what? I haven't even really thought about that that would be. That's our last Mac Blue game of the year, isn't it? You know, I hadn't even thought about that. So, you know, I might make it to the morning. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm just really proud of our kids, and I'm glad it was, a you know, a great football game. But, uh, yeah, we're going to – we'll let it sit for a few minutes, and then we'll start thinking about the next one. And uh, I think we're at home, right? Yeah, I think we yeah. get to play home games, so that's great to be home for another week. All right. Congratulations. Thanks, Dennis. Thank you. That's a coach who's uh, happy when he's not really sure what's going on. Larry Rollins wasn't happy, but he was kind enough to talk to us after the game. Hey, I thought it was a great game. I thought it was a great game, too. And your defense just keeps on impressing me more and more and more. Some great stops. A couple of goal line stands against a team that's got a lot of options down around the goal line. So to to come up with the the fumble before halftime and then the stop in the fourth quarter that set up the big Ollenbrook uh, run. I give you guys a lot of credit. Yeah, I mean, defensively, we, they played tough tonight. They played their hearts out. You know, offensively, we kind of put them in some bad situations here and there, but they, they stayed true and they they hung in there. It was a 14-0 ball game. Excuse me. And then, uh, you know, Isaac broke the long one, so it's 14-7 with seven minutes left. And, you know, they made a great play in that third and 14 or 15 play and made a great catch. And, you know, at least we give ourselves a chance. That's all we can ask for. I, I'm going to give the Big Reds defense some credit, too. Um, there is a play that probably goes unnoticed at this point, but you threw a long pass. I think you're trying to get to Tyler Hull, and he was yeah. open, and Shaka Brown just reached up at the last second and batted it down. 
Actually, that, that that was a great play by Shaka because actually he got behind him, and if it was probably about an inch or two, a little high in the air, he probably would have been gone for six. Um, but that was that, it was just a great game tonight, great to be a part of it. Uh, they played tough, both teams. I, I, I thought we represented poor here in the community very well with both football programs tonight. Yeah, I, again, can't emphasize enough. Great job on the, the defensive side. And uh, I'll tell you what, I didn't know much about you guys when the season started, and I know you're young, but I think you've got to be probably pretty excited about the future. Oh, I'm definitely excited about the future, and I'm excited right now. You know, we're getting better every game. You know, we're competing. Uh, you know, Port Huron's got a great program. Ryan does a great job. Um, and we held our own. I mean, for having a young team, and we held our own against these guys and played tough, and we gave ourselves a chance. That's all we can ask for. You know, we gave ourselves a chance in the fourth quarter. Um, I'm very proud of my kids tonight. Uh, they had no reason to keep their head down, you know, whatsoever, and we got Frazier next week. Good luck. All right, so uh, there's Larry Rollins uh, after the uh, game. 20-7, to the Big Reds win it. I'll give you some stats here, uh, Brady. Uh, offensively, D.V. Price, 7 out of 11, 102 yards. Shaka Brown, they finally turned him loose. Five catches, 82 yards, and he had a carry for 20 yards. Uh, Niger Finney, they gave him the ball seven times. They did not target him once the entire game as a receiver, but uh, they put him in the backfield a couple of times. They ran some jet sweeps with him. Uh, seven carries, 84 yards, two touchdowns in the game. Big Reds rushed for 236. They had 338 total yards of offense. They held uh, Bloink to one out of four for seven yards with two interceptions, sacked him four times. Uh, Ullenbrook was the Husky offense, 14 carries, 165 yards in the touchdown. They had uh, 170 yards, and Ullenbrook had 165 of them. Um, so uh, he, he can do it. I know he had the one big run that kind of pads the stats, but he was still – still had the big run. No yeah. one else has done it against yeah, and, the big and, red and he, defense. And he was still – around 70 yards rushing at the time of the the big run so he's the real deal uh and the defenses on both sides of the ball were terrific but I gotta mention Ian Mitchell again I mentioned him to coach three more sacks for Ian Mitchell you know they were playing without Noah Kendall and just somebody steps up all the time for the big reds on that side of the ball I mean he showed it in the Lakeshore game he's just he came in and just has a like he has a motor about him he just goes and you know what? Good for him. You basically played six quarters of football, and you have what four sacks now? That's pretty good. Like yeah. I said, that's big shoes to fill. Like you're not just coming in for anyone. You're coming in for one of the best defensive players in the area, if not the best defensive player. And you you show up. So good for him. Two other things, uh, Myuri for the Big Reds, a sack and a pick. Uh, and it wasn't any one guy. For the Husky defense, but they had three fourth down stops, one at the two-yard line, one at the 13-yard line, and one at the one-yard line, uh, and that kept them in the ball game and gave them a chance. Yeah, it's the bend-don't-break mentality, and I, I'm having a really hard time like deciphering what this Husky team is. I think they're playing above their talent level, but that's a credit to the coaches and the kids just how mentally tough they are. Because, I mean, again, if you want to play the what-if game, that could turn into a 35 nothing game. But it didn't because the Husky defense has that mentality that they're like, okay, you're on the one, cool, you're not in the end zone. Like, there's still zero points on the board. Let's go, another round. I didn't hear a bell. 
Yeah, I just uh, just based on the results, I'm going to say Northern's the second best team in the blue, and that maybe the gap isn't as far as we thought it was. And watch out for this Northern uh, team as as they move on through this season and into next season. Well, I think we said it all the way back in one of our first podcasts. It's a team that we expect to get a lot better as the season goes on. And if this game's played week two, I don't think it's because okay, for all intents and purposes, it's a seven point game. They got a pick six on a scramble play as time expired. It's a seven-point game. It might be a 27-point game if they play week one or week two. That, uh, that's a possibility. But, uh, again, good ball game tonight. I also think the rivalry has a lot to do with, you know, you, you expect sometimes that maybe one team is better on paper than the other. But don't the games always seem to end up being close? Well, the last three have all been great games. Yeah, well, the last really the last four, because if you go back to the 2018 game, that was a 21-14 game. Yeah, so, I mean, one, I mean, we could go through and maybe on Tuesday we can figure out the last time that there's been four straight one-score games in this rivalry because, like you said, for a while it was dominated by one side or the other, and it's, what, two and two in the last four now? Yeah, so a uh, real good game tonight. Uh, you saw St. Clair for the first time uh, this uh, season. They uh, end up losing 25-6 uh, in their game to Warrenwood's uh, Tower, but what did you learn about the Saints? What do we need to know about this team? I learned that, okay, so you have different types of teams that struggle. You have some of that are just void of talent, that you look on the field and you just go, they don't have any guys, and that's not the case with this St. Clair team. Both Ellis uh, brothers, they're – they're good. Um, the one guy who I was really impressed with defensively, Jaden Simonian, I hope I'm saying his name right, um, he played really well defensively. He got better as the game went on. They have talent down in St. Clair. It's just you can just tell they're young. You can tell it's a team that not a lot of these kids played meaningful minutes before, and that's just part of the cycle that they play really hard. They had a goal line stand. They've forced some turnovers. They just don't have that extra oomph that the St. Clair teams have had in the past. Um, I, I just think that they, I mean, they had a couple bad breaks. They got stopped at the two-yard line at the end of the half. That would have been a big difference. Uh, they they had a good opportunity. They took over, uh, I think, on Warren Woods Tower's 29-yard line after a bad snap. They couldn't quite figure it out. Some penalties hurt them. Just they can't seem to get out of their own way right now. But this is wouldn't be a team I would wouldn't be surprised if next year, if we're talking about oh St. Clair six and one all of a sudden that they're going to make big strides. Um, it's it's just unfortunate because they do play in the gold and. Again, a whole other conversation. The reason why they're in the gold is because of the new playoff system. And really, St. Clair should probably be in the silver with Marysville and Marine City. But because of the playoff points and all that stuff, they, they, they petitioned to be up in the gold. And I understand that point. But they're playing schools that have 500 more kids than them every single week. And Tower just outmanned them. Uh, their quarterback was really good. They had a really good receiver, Simmons, that uh, just had burners. So this St. Clair team isn't bad. They just need to learn how to win and take their lumps. Yeah, it, it's going to be uh, like time for them to figure it all out. The one thing that the Saints te teams have had for the past decade 
is that that one or two guys that could uh, go the length of the field uh, on one play. And it sounds like they're lacking that this season. They, they, yeah, they don't really have anyone that's super explosive. I mean, Matt Buslup uh, is probably their best option for that. But, no, they don't have someone that you just go, okay, give him the ball, go. They have a lot of solid players. They just don't have one dude. They don't have a Gleason that you go, okay, well, at any point he's going to break it off. So they have a young, solid team. They don't have a lot of depth. They've been fighting injuries, so... You know, it's 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 tough down there, but again, it's not like this team's void of talent. I don't I didn't watch that game and go, who the heck are they going to give the ball to? Like they have guys that can make things happen. It's just they need more time to make this work. All right, Marysville uh kept your 4-0 Express alive. It Chew. wasn't easy. Chew. They went down to Fitz and had to go double overtime. For a 42-36 win over the uh, Spartans uh, in a game where, again, they needed their stars to be stars. And at least at the start, De- DeMarco Singleton uh, had a-, a big start to that uh, football game. Well, that was actually game. LaMarcus Lee. Oh, LaMarcus Lee, okay. Yeah, I know. They, they both put up huge numbers. It's hard to, <laughs> to remember which one's with. But, no, DeMarco Singleton, he had the game-winning stop in overtime. Uh, after they scored, uh, let me try to find the exact stats. Brandon Folsom was down there, and uh, yeah, he uh, did a great job covering the game. I want to say at the start of the game, LaMarcus Lee had three carries for 107 yards and two touchdowns. If I if I remember correctly, I can pull it up exactly. But um, yeah, uh, Smayfield with a Larry Smayfield. Like you said, when he catches the ball, it's a touchdown. It's a touchdown, yeah. He had a 60-yard touchdown pass tonight. <laughs> so, um, no. Yeah, they don't throw short touchdown passes at, at Marysville. When they put it up, they throw over the top of the defense. I kind of felt like this would be a high-scoring uh, game and that the team with the best defense would win because they'd make the stop. Hence, Marysville gets the 42-36 yeah. win. No, we both thought this was going to be a much closer game. Um, I was talking to some of their coaches uh, after the game, and – uh, from what they've said, Fitzgerald improved a lot from week one. And I remember doing that game against Marine City. Fitzgerald had talent. It just You could tell they were really affected by the short camp, that they didn't have time to put in their offense and put in everything. And Marine City has had the same offense, more or less, since, I don't know, color television was invented. <laughs> so they that's a program where they had it institutionalized and – Fitzgerald just I, – I knew that Marine City – I don't want to say lucky because I think Marine City would still win that game because they're really good. Um, but I think that they were luckier to have them week one. So knew that they would improve, and you know what? A win's a win. It doesn't matter if you win by six or 600. It's still just one win. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing, too. In the last two weeks prior to, to this game – uh, and after losing to Marine City, Fitzgerald was averaging 51 points a game. Yeah. They'd scored 102 points in their next two games after Marine City. Yeah, and given up, like, averaged 18 points against. Yeah. So they, they really uh, improved. So, But, no, 4-0 Express, baby. If I don't see a way Marine City does not improve to 4-0 Madison, not to be mean, but they're a team that's kind of void of talent right now. And not to say that they don't have some kids, but if Marine City loses this game, I would be absolutely dumbfounded, flabbergasted, perplexed, any adjective you want to throw at that. 
There were some shockers tonight that dumbfounded and perplexed me. Well, there were two games that uh, that surprised me. I'll, I'll just put it like that. And it seems like we haven't had a week yet this this year where that hasn't been the case. We'll get more into that as we uh, head out uh, into the thumb and check out the BWAC and the GTC East and the eight-man scores when we come back on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. The Frells family calls their land greener pasture, and they maintain it with ease on their John Deere 1 Series tractor. The Frells family runs with us because this is more than just land. It's home. Nothing runs like a deer. Get a 1 Series tractor for just $99 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315. Stop in today to one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do part trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings, so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810- 10-987-5370. Offices located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. For full Fidra service residential and, and commercial network installation and management, you need Andrew Thompson at Thompson Engineering. Thompson Engineering will install and maintain long and short range point-to-point Wi-Fi links, install security cameras, access controls, and provide audio video engineering. Visit online at thompsonengineering.com or email contact at thompson, T-H-O-M SONengineering.com. Thompson Engineering, network and radio solutions that work. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And it's uh, your uh, humble host, Dennis Stuckey, with the arrogant one, Brady Beaton. Oh, wait. Maybe that's the other way around. <laughs> oh, wait. This isn't the, the picks section where I went no. up another game on you. This is uh, the rest of the uh, scores, and this one disappoints me. Uh, Country Day uh, waited till the last second and then decided that they didn't want to play tonight. I don't know what the reasoning was. I don't know what happened. But Armada gets a forfeit win over uh, Country Day, and, and like, I feel bad for Armada because they had two games this week that both got changed. Yeah, and especially with that sour taste in your mouth after uh, – Falling fifteen to fourteen to uh, Emily City, um, you want to get back on the field. Like I can tell you right now, as a competitor, as an athlete, 
you lose that game, you're ready to get back out there and, and get that taste out of your mouth. So to have to wait a whole other week, that's that's rough. But, I mean, good news is I think technically that will help with playoff points. So maybe they'll get a home game out of that because they were 2-0 and before this game. So who knows? There you go. Emily uh, City won its third straight. They beat Yale 28-13. to So after that week one loss, the, the Spartans uh, continue – to uh, get some victories here, and uh, yeah, they have picked up some momentum from last season, I think. But a much better showing from the Yale Bulldogs as well. Yeah, Emily City, 3-1 and one now. Um, again, yeah, improved from last season. Uh, we all know they're going to make the playoffs, so that's, I mean, that's got to take some pressure off, but Yale, after a 41-3 to loss, it had to feel good to at least play a somewhat competitive game. Yeah. I mean, Emily City's uh, next week, they go to North Branch and then they finish with Almont. So we'll see just how improved they really are. North Branch. I'm not saying they're with the big boys, but I'm also saying, you know, they're they're winning games that they're supposed to win, and they're not the type of team that, bl- that blows people out. They, they, they kind of – they're like the port here on northern of the BWAC where their games are going to be lower scoring – and they're going to win because they, they play uh, good defense and they have adequate enough offense to score enough points to, to beat the teams they should beat. Yeah, and, and again, for a team, for a program that was basically the basement of the BWAC the last handful of years to be winning games you should, that's a step in the right direction. You don't go from basement dweller to big boy in a year or two. It takes some time. To really establish that and establish a culture, really, at a school. But now now they have to go play North Branch and talk about a team establishing a culture. Yeah, clearly, North Branch doesn't want anybody to catch them this year. <laughs> I don't think anyone will. <laughs> they beat up on Richmond. You know, and, and I really, uh, at the start of the week, I overanalyzed this. Uh, and I'm glad I stuck to my guns and, and, and picked North Branch in this game. Because not only did they win, but, geez, 56-7 to they beat Richmond. Yeah, and uh, I don't think it was so much you overanalyzing, maybe not giving North Branch their props. I think it was Richmond earned the respect to think that they could make this a game. Because you did make some good points, and we talked, I don't know how much we talked on the air about it, but even off the air saying, you know, what if Armada missed that field goal? Yeah, then, then Richmond is 2-1 and one instead of 1-2, and two, and maybe we think a little differently about them. Yeah, and then you go, oh, well, they had a down week against Cross-Lex. Cross-Lex is really good. Who knows? They maybe can. And North Ranch went, mm-mm, no, stop talking. We're the big boy in the BWAC. We shut out Almont. We took care of Cross-Lex, and now we just smacked around Richmond. BWAC goes through North Branch now. And, yeah, that's clearly the statement that they made, and uh, I'm a believer at uh, this point. There's a Saturday game in the BWAC. Croslex is uh, going to the Swamp to take on uh, Algonac. Algonac struggled all year, and Croslex is probably going to have uh, a little bit of a mean streak to them after the touchdown loss at North Branch last week. Yeah, I expect Croslex to win this game big. Algonac has fallen off a little bit from their past years, but Croslex, I think – I, I have to double-check, but I think they're in the same district as North Branch. I'll have to double-check that, but that's, if we get that as a playoff rematch, 
Oh boy, it'll be like it'll be similar to like that crosstown showdown rematch from a year ago. Absolutely. Speaking of teams making statements and saying, uh, "Yeah, the uh, the bus ride to the league title uh, starts in Sandusky." The Redskins beat Brown City fifty-two to nothing, uh, as uh, they have now. Uh, you know, I I, I think uh, the ballots are in. the 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 election might not be over for league title, but I think the ballots are I in, actually, and everybody's voting Sandusky. I actually think they did clinch, <laughs> especially since they're not all playing the same amount of games. Yeah. So Sandusky, what their third league title now in thirteen years or something? Yep. Um, not, I mean, it's funny. We gave them no respect at the beginning of the year. And then they, another team that shut us up. Oh yeah. By the way, cross Lex in, in, in a district with uh North branch. So the only other you really could get a rematch. You could, they also have Ortonville Brandon. Who's been who's good. good. Yeah. Good they there. knocked out St. Clair last year. Yeah. Uh, and, and at the time, uh, I think most people considered that one an, uh, an upset because it happened at East China Stadium. But it was a close game and a good game. Yeah, but uh, anyway, back to Sandusky. You know, that's a team that's really just putting their foot in the ground, planting their flag. They're a big boy. And, uh, you know, it's it's uh, you know a little surprising, but that thumb football – they are uh they're not just winning, they're dominating. Yeah. They are really showing everyone that they're the team to beat in the thumb. I don't believe let me double check this real quick. Yeah, their closest game has been a twelve point win over Harbor Beach. Yeah. Uh speaking of, Harbor Beach had a nice bounce back week. They had to make a what a four hour bus ride up to Rogers City and they got a thirty seven nothing uh win uh there. Uh, and Ubley had a bounce-back week uh, as well. They were a Sandusky victim the week before, and they beat uh, Flint Hamity by 20, 34-14. So Harbor Beach uh, and Ubley through four games are both 2-2, two and two, and that might be the stat that throws me off more than any other stat we read this year. I'm not used to Harbor Beach and Ubley being 2-2 two and two after four games. But Cassidy and Sandusky might be really good. Yeah, they are. Like, okay. They are. The first three weeks for Harbor Beach were Ubly Sandusky and Cass City. You talk about a gauntlet. <laughs> like if you basically said who were the top five programs in the thumb, you're throwing those four programs in in Unionville Seabwing. So yeah, yeah. So Harbor Beach, yeah, six game schedule. Your first three are against those teams. Oh, by the way, you get to finish with uh, USA too. Here's the first shocker of the night. Marlette lost at Carroll 21 to 20. Are you kidding me? Come on, Marlette. We we wanted to believe in Marlette. We gave them their props. May, maybe they looked ahead. They had Harbor Beach next week. Maybe they were looking ahead. But uh I think we both were very cautious about our optimism. With the Red Raiders. Yeah, but this is not where I, I did expect their run to end. This is not where I expected it to end. I, I thought that they would be a 4-0 team going into next week. Carroll was 1-2. and two. They beat Vassar, who's by four points. I didn't see this one coming at all. The, this one blindsided me. The, this is the game of the week that I'm looking at that going, you sure that score is not a misprint? <laughs> yeah. Well, and now um, – between our two top ten, since we've both started putting them out, they were both number nine this week. Uh, you had Harbor Beach at number nine a week ago. Three of our four number nine teams have lost. Uh, after I, I, I guess you don't want to be number nine uh, on on this one. 
No. And then technically I had Port Huron Northern number nine a week ago, so everyone who's been number nine in our top ten is lost. Um, but, no, uh, yeah, that's that's very disappointing, a 21-20 loss for the Red Raiders. I've got a few days to think about it, but this one might knock Marlette out of my top ten. I'm trying to think who – I don't know who I'm going to move in there, but technically our made us three and one. Yeah, I don't know if I can put them back in yet either. I don't know. That's why it's fun to think about. Yeah. But, yeah, a uh, a shocker. And a, a school that's turned their uh, season around since uh, now that we're moving on to eight-man football. I think we both kind of rode off Peck um, at the beginning of the year. They had a, a tough start. They lost 40 to nothing. Since then, 46-14 win over Carsonville, Port Sanilac. 28-22 win over Sacred Heart Seminary, which was a – Big upset. Yeah, that was the upset of the week last week, and that's the game that, like, kicked me in the head and said, oh, you know what, Peck is still good. Yeah, and then Caseville had no business being on the same field as them, 54 nothing. Yeah. So the, the Pirates, maybe they just had a couple of kids not at the Merrill game. Or maybe Merrill is just that good. Yeah. I mean, because that happens, too, sometimes. You, you get the, the these schools in the middle of the state – or in the south or up to the north, and you don't really know about them. Uh, and uh, maybe Merrill is just a, a really good football team that Peck ran into in week one. But Peck has been taking care of business. The Sacred Heart game, the, the way they had mauled everybody the first uh, two weeks that they had uh, played, uh, this makes me think that uh, Peck might be the front runner uh, right now with North Huron. Uh, and I don't know if Peck and North Huron play or if their game got Yeah, no, got that's missed. next week. Yeah, so to, that that's that's the game for the championship. Well, yeah. If Peck wins, they're going to get a share of that title. Because Sacred Heart, the week, uh, the two weeks before, had outscored their opponents 134 to nothing and then only scored 22 against Peck. And eight-man football is like arena football. There's a lot of points put up. Actually, Peck North Huron, I'm looking forward to that one because uh, North Huron's only given up six points this year. They got another shutout. Tonight, forty-four nothing. They beat uh, Carsonville Port Sandlack. Uh, so the uh, the Warriors are real good this year too. Yeah, no, they're really good. Carsonville Port Sandlack down again, but yeah, that's a that's a tough loss. And uh, New Haven Merritt again. Welcome to the Big Boy Division. Thirty-six fourteen. Kingston gets their first win, but they're a traditionally very solid program. Now Deckerville had beaten Mayville nineteen times in a row. Mayville hadn't beaten them since, what was it, 1980? Since you were 12. Yeah. Mayville 58, Deckerville 54 in a slugfest. A big win for the Wildcat program because they were one of those teams, Brady, we talked about being a bridesmaid where you beat up on everybody, you beat up on everybody, and then you play one of the big boys and you don't get the W. Well, now they finally played a big boy and they got a huge monkey off their back with a win over yeah, Deckerville. You, you want some stats from that game? So Austin Middleton, the quarterback for Mayville. Again, no, he's they're really not an area team, but I just want to go over these stats because this is, this is incredible. This is what happens in a 58-54 win. Passing, he was 6 for 11, 106 yards, and a touchdown. Okay, that's a, that's a nice game. Rushing, 29 carries, 276 yards, <laughs> Not one, not two, not three, not four, but five rushing touchdowns for Austin Middleton over Deckerville. 
And that's impressive against anybody, but he did it against Deckerville. So just throw a couple of exclamation points on the end of that. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, pretty impressive. Uh, some other max scores, uh, Anchor Bay, a rescheduled game. They played Dearborn Divine Child, 28-14. They get another win. And uh, New Haven Falls, 31-6 to to Clawson. I don't know what that puts their losing streak at. But. Uh, it's, uh, it's over 20 games now. Um, and uh, for Clawson, that was their first win of the uh, season, so that had to feel good for uh, them because they were a playoff team last year. Yeah. I know it was, it, it's the bronze, so you, you look at it and go, oh, they're not beating anybody. Uh, hey, they made the playoffs, and there are a lot of schools that would take that. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, um, a team that is struggling, hey, a win's a win. You're not, by hook or by crook, doesn't matter. You get a win, that's all you really care about. All right, uh, it, it, it's it's going to be another win for me this week. That'll be my tease for the next segment. I'm sure Brady will leave before we get back. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. TB Logos in Marysville has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery and custom screen printing and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They're open weekdays 830 to 430 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. TP Logos will have it in days. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium in Marysville. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. 
your kids, your schools, your sports. Well, through eight games this week on the uh, Pickums, uh, Kenny Semmelsberger, our guest, six and two. Um, he got uh, the Marlette game wrong. We all got the Marlette game wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, with Detroit Country Day, we'd all pick Country Day to beat Armada, and Country Day forfeited the game. So we all take a L there. Technicalities, baby. Yeah, it happens. As long as you have to take it, I can take it. But uh, the the one where uh, we were differed, uh, Kenny and I both took Tower. You took St. Clair, and that means Brady, you're five and three, and you've slipped another game back. You're now five behind the master. I I, I was just ho- I wanted the Saints to win. They disappointed me. I wanted them to win too. I, I don't like picking against them. No, but I don't know. I I went out on a limb there, like. If I had to have picked, I would have picked Tower. But, you know, they, I thought they were going to ride some momentum, just continue to improve. Tower lost two straight games. Uh, but, no, it's if, if there's one that I'm going to fall on my sword with, I don't hate that it's that game because I do like St. Clair. I do like a lot of the people down there. They're very good to us. So, like I said, they have talent, and I think next year they will be a team that you should reckon with. But – this year, I, they're, they're going to keep taking their lumps. But, yeah, I drop another game back. We've got two Saturday games, but we all picked Croslex and Marine City to win, so the standings won't change. I'm going to be the model of consistency. I'm going to be 7-3 and three for the fourth straight week. Or 5-4. and four. I am. Or 6-5 or 5-4 and, or six, or five and, I, five or six and if, 4. If I was – if we come back on Tuesday <laughs> and both Algonac and Madison upset their teams, I don't know. What do you want me to do? I, I won't shave for a year. <laughs> I'm just saying, Caro beat Marlette tonight, and I didn't think that was going to happen. Uh, so I'm 31 and seven. Our guests are 29 and nine, and Brady is 26 and 12, which is still very respectable. But it's five games behind the master. Uh, and, again, uh, the Saturday games, uh, like Brady just said, uh, expect Croslex and Marine City to win and all of us to pick up two more victories. Yeah. so Which will improve your percentage. 28 and 12. But uh, you'll still be five games behind the master. I'm trying to think games next week we have. I'm ignoring what you're saying. <laughs> I know you are, and it's killing you. <laughs> games next You want to react. I don't want to have to edit this podcast more than we need to. <laughs> So I'm going to ignore you okay. rather than say things that would make our sponsors upset with us. Okay. Next week, I know we have Marysville Marine City. That's probably going to be the best game. Um, Northern plays Frazier, who has been playing well lately, and I believe it's at Frazier. So that's going to be but a tough one. Frazier uh, did lose 7-6 to, uh, six. Six to Lance, Lance Cruz. Cruz. So I think... The Big Reds are the blue champs, I think. It's weird because... I know for sure, there's no doubt about it, if they beat Sterling Heights uh, next Friday because they'll be undefeated in league. But uh, but I think they're now 4-0 in league and nobody else can get four wins. Yes, the only other team that has one loss is Northern, but as we know, they missed week one against Lakeshore. So they can only they get, get three, three wins. Three and one, yeah. but... So, congrats, I think. 
Yeah, I, 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 I think we can declare them the blue champs. Okay, but they're at least getting a share at worst. Yeah. So I'm trying to think what other games there are next week. St. Clair is going to bring in a good Roseville team. That's going to be tough for them. Um, I don't know. Uh, the BWAC, I think, is going to be pretty chalk next week. I don't think there's going to be any tough – Almont's going to be back on the field. That's going to be a weird one. They play Richmond. Uh, Cross Lex plays Armada. MLA City goes to North Branch. And Yale plays Algonac. That's going to. Yeah, somebody's going to get a win there. Yeah. Who's it going to be, though, is the question. But uh, that is a good. Both those teams struggling to score points. Yeah. But the, the thing about that is it should be a competitive game. It's It's not. I don't envision one of those teams being three or four touchdowns better than the other one. No, no, not at all. And with Yale's better performance this week, who knows? Um, and, again, Algonac could show us something that we haven't seen from them tomorrow. But, yeah, in the picks, I'm five games down. And I, it is going to get tougher come playoff time. I mean, we might have to reduce it from ten games, obviously, once – some teams are no longer playing. We'll, we'll see. Well, at least the first week of the playoffs, we can keep it at 10 because we know all the area teams are going to be in. Right. So that's going to be fun to do, though. I, I, I kind of – I've talked to you about some ideas for the pick segment and kind of making it a, an event, and I, and I hope we can make, make it happen. Speaking of events, Tuesday's podcast will include our new top 10s. Yes. And there's already some decisions that have to be made. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I think more at the bottom than at the top. I think the, the top will be still Assuming pretty solidified. Marine City and Croslex win. I'm thinking the top top five, six all won this week. So so it's hard to shuffle anything there. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I've got to figure out uh, what to do here because with the, that Marlette uh, loss shakes up the uh, the bottom. Uh, what How do much you, do you punish what Northern? Do you, yeah, do, do you punish Northern? Because, honestly, they did better than I think we envisioned them playing. Because, again, for all intents and purposes, they lost by seven points. Yeah. And, and the other thing about it is, again, it's it's a top ten. So where do I think they are on that list? And, uh, and I don't think that uh, they're going to move down because what do you do with the that teams one? that I had behind them, well, I mean, Emily City got a win over uh, Yale, but Northern losing to the Big Reds doesn't mean I'm going to move Emily City over Northern. And what do you do with Almont? And what do you do with uh, Almont? Well, we'll find out because they'll be back uh, at it finally, and I'm sure they'll be chomping at the bet. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see um, how well-prepared they are, but we've rambled on long enough. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's getting late, so... Do you have anything else before we sign off? No, I'm 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 pretty good, uh, and uh, it was a good weekend, a good crosstown uh, showdown uh, game. Uh, had a lot of fun, and defense is the word in uh, the Blue Water area for football. The Forno Express is just humming into town next week. Final stop, Walt Braun Viking Stadium. I couldn't be more excited because you're finally right about something. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, so I had to take one last shot. Uh, and uh, everybody, enjoy your weekend and uh, look for our podcast again on uh, Tuesday when we do the top uh, 10. It's uh, GetStuckOnSports.com, your one-stop shop for all Blue Water Area high school sports. 
From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.